You are listening to South Florida Sunday. We thank you for being with us. Our next guest is Dr. Stephen Milan, pulmonologist on staff at West Boca Medical Center, also uh, pulmonology at Delray Medical Center. Doctor, welcome to South Florida Sunday. Hey, good to be with you. Thanks for having us. Tell our listeners what uh, pulmonology has to do in relation to uh, the recent uh, COVID uh, situation and, and how that has affected what you do at West Boca Medical Center and also Delray Medical Center. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, pulmonologist typically deals with disorders of the respiratory system. And, of course, uh, one of our bigger problems with COVID-19 uh, viral infections is the pneumonia and inflammation in the lungs associated with the viral pneumonia. Um, so we have been uh, working very closely with our colleagues in medicine and in infectious diseases um, in treating these patients for COVID-19 pneumonia, especially when they require oxygen or respiratory support um, with the various uh, modalities that we have uh, to use to help these patients. So um, we have, as you might imagine, be, we have been pretty busy um, over the last year or so, especially uh, more recently with the rise of the uh, Delta variant, COVID-19. And how bad is it? I mean, you know, most folks have been staying away from hospitals as much as possible, so we really don't uh, have much of an inside look at what it's like. Uh, tell us what the, what the situation is. What do you walk into every day? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to kind of explain and put into words um, I explained uh, earlier that, you know, when this, when this whole thing rolled out with COVID-19 over a year ago, you know, our ICUs were full. We had a lot of patients um, on ventilators and respiratory failure. And, you know, I remember coming home telling my wife how, you know, this I'll never see this again. This is just unbelievable. And now, uh, going forward uh, with Delta variant, you know, we're seeing uh, all of our hospitals here in South Florida are feeling uh, that same burden, you know, a heavy case load. Um, and the patients now are younger and they, they're sicker. Um, so, you know, walking into the hospital every day, you know, it's going to be a challenge. You know, we're up for it. You know, we've been through this before. We have the right people for it um, and the right support. But, um, you know, I think it's it's emotionally and physically draining uh, on a day-in, day-out basis. Um, and it, it's sort of sad to see. You know, a lot of it, unfortunately, we think it would probably help, uh, would probably be prevented by uh, more vaccinated, uh, more vaccinated population. That was going to be my next question. Are we still? Are you still seeing about ninety percent of those hospitalized? Uh, are are those unvaccinated? Yeah, I mean, those are the numbers we're seeing quoted here in South Florida. Um, and certainly that reflects the experience that we're having on the ground here in the three hospitals that my group is rounding at um, and our ICU group also in Delray Medical Center. Um, you know, the vaccine, I think what gets lost in translation, unfortunately, is the, the vaccine is really helping people stay safe from severe, uh, severe disease, critical illness, like hospitalization. Um, you know, you can still get sick when you're vaccinated, when you're fully vaccinated, of course, you can still get sick. Uh, but the whole point is, you know, keeping you out of the ICU, keeping you out of, you know, severe respiratory failure. Um, and that's the kind of message we've been trying to get home. Now, really, unfortunately, there's a lot of, uh, you know, different information sources out there saying different things and confusing our patients. But 
I just want to make it clear that you know, we're definitely seeing people get sick. We we have hospitalized patients that do have uh, that are post vaccination, but um, remember that the critically ill patients those are by far all unvaccinated patients. Um, since we've, as you mentioned, we did see a, a bit of a drop in cases of uh, the coronavirus until this new spread came around, or the new strain rather came around. Uh, but what, mm-hmm. but we haven't been seeing again is the the uh, mass vaccination sites. It's still easy to do, and where do people go now? Vaccinations are are available. Um, I think a lot of my patients uh, are getting vaccinated at pharmacies. Um, uh, like CVS, Walgreens, uh, Publix. And um, so they, they know that this is available. Um, I think that the hesitancy I'm seeing, it's because I ask this question day in and day out to patients that roll into the office, like, are you vaccinated? And if not, why? And the, the reason is not is never, you know, not having access to the vaccine nowadays. That used to be the answer once upon a time when, this, uh, or when the vaccines rolled out. Nowadays, it's a lot of the hesitancy has to do with um, people's, reservations about the safety of it. I mean, people hear so many things. I mean, there's so many myths that the CDC, God bless them, have tried to uh, debunk. We try to debunk on a day day in and day out basis. But um, unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation out there. People have concerns. And it's hard to break through that. I, I find myself in the office you know, trying to add some clarity and add some facts and, and seeing if I can sway some people. I get lucky here and there, but a lot of people are just, you know, they're just stuck on, they're just worried about the side effects. and That includes patients that I see who are immunocompromised, uh, patients who are pregnant, um, cancer patients. So it, it's mind-boggling. I keep trying to drive the message home, but... Um, you know, you know. I think that's the reason why the people are not getting vaccinated. I think that's the reason. There's just a little bit of hesitancy regarding the safety. Uh, getting some FDA approval last week. Do you think that's going to help at all? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably going to help some people. But again, I, you know, I think that a lot of people just have this deep-rooted belief that it's unsafe because X, Y, Z. And um, whether or not we have full approval, some of those some of those concerns are not. Uh, have not been uh, have not been dealt with. So uh-huh. um, again, I think that it's it's on all of us. Like I appreciate what you guys are doing, trying to get message out there in a lot of our local news stations and our hospitals and healthcare facilities. Like we're really just trying to to let patients know like what are the facts and and just tell them how safe this vaccine is and it, and it is, including in real world studies. And also word last week about possibility of getting a booster shots. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think we all thought that this was inevitable because, you know, your, the antibody response is only going to be uh, last so long. Um, it was just a matter of timing. I don't think anyone really had a, had a real good explanation of when, when was that time for the booster. Um, so right now, um, you know, certainly for our immunocompromised patients, um, after the first two doses, um, it's being recommended that they receive a booster, uh, so to speak, in uh, 28 days after. And otherwise, generally for everyone else at this point, um, I think arguments are being made for earlier. But uh, as of right now, that's the guidance we have. A lot of talk about the word monoclonal now becoming part of the language here in Florida. Right. I mean, I think that um, this is this is another tool in the toolbox. You know, there are select a group of patients, you know, mild to moderate disease uh, that may be um, that may be high risk. 
uh, for progression of disease, you know, uh, you know, high risk, we're thinking about their medical history, we're thinking about their age, their weight, and BMI specifically. And, um, you know, I think there's a role for this to try to reduce the risk for progressing and requiring hospitalization. So, um, so certainly, um, this is another tool and we're trying to have it. Um, we've been using it, but I'm glad that there's more awareness out there um, so that people know that this is something that they can uh, consider. Before we wrap up our conversation, is there any message that you specifically want to share with our listeners about what they can do or should be doing or what all of us should be doing to try to put an end finally once and for all uh, to this uh, horrible problem that we're having with COVID-19? Yeah, I mean, I think I would just like to drive home again the message that COVID-19 is the biggest challenge that most of us have, have had to deal with in our in our lifetimes. And unfortunately, there's no perfect answer to getting out of this. But I think that based on the science we have and the data we have, the best way to keep everyone um, safe from critical illness and from, uh, from worse um, is vaccination. And um, I think that anybody out there who's sort of on the fence um, and who has questions, which is fine, questions are fine, you know, I would just urge them to just reach out to their doctor um, or reach out to, to someone that can speak, that knows the science, um, and uh, not to rely on, you know, Google and Twitter and these things. Um, and, and that's what we're here for, and we're happy to answer any questions we can. Um, and, um, yeah, just to stay safe and, and um, you know, again, call your doctor if you have any questions. If someone wanted to get more information, I know you're uh, not only at uh, Delray Medical Center, but also at West Boca Medical Center. Uh, is it a good place where folks can reach out online to find uh, the facts? Yeah, I mean, the CDC has a, has a great website, very comprehensive website uh, regarding vaccinations and, and masks and, and other relevant topics. Um, they even uh, they also have a list there of like myths and uh, debunking the COVID-19 vaccination myths. So I think that's a good, uh, reliable source to go to for up-to-date data. Excellent. Well, it's been so good talking to you. Thank you for helping us try to get the message out there and and uh, put an end to some of the uh, conspiracy theories, uh, theories out there and, and get people happy and safe and, and, and back to living their lives. No, thank you. I appreciate you uh, and all the work you guys are doing to help us uh, spread the word. At the Home Depot, we have Black Friday savings all through November. And with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear. Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays. When people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.